Hello and welcome to episode number 230 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Hello. Hello. How's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. I feel like we should just like specify right <laughs> off the bat that this is probably not going to be a normal show. Um, because, yeah, for reasons outside the podcast, we have both been drinking already <laughs> prior to this recording. Um, I, I feel like no disclosure is necessary. Yeah, well, you think we could have just like put a face on and just it's no fine. one would have known? No, yeah. no, no one would know. I mean, the f- just going off the intro alone, when you were incapable to say anything other than hello, like, I don't think we would have done a good job of hiding it. <laughs> is, is, that, is that not how I normally intro the show? I don't think so, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, bear with us, but I'm sure I'm sure people will love this, because this is going to be an absolute car crash show. Uh, yeah, enjoy. Um, but yeah, we are going to talk about film at some point this week, um, because we dis- uh, we're going to be discussing Hunter Hunter. Shit, you I may, did not watch that film. Yeah, you may be asking yourself, what the hell is that? We'll, we'll get to that. Um, but first, there is a little bit of news this week, not too much. Um, the first one's just a real nice one because it was literally what we were talking about last week um, and how uh, Kelly, um, the voice of Kelly, is it Dana DeLorenzo, I think, um, is returning for the Evil Dead video game. Um, and we basically said at the time, this is awesome news. They've got her. They've got obviously got Bruce uh, doing Ash, but we need our boy Pablo in there. Um, and that has now been confirmed, which is awesome to see. Um, Makes me so happy. Yes, 100%. We said at the time that it was like, you know, you can't have one without the other. And so, yeah, Ray Santiago will be returning to voice the one and only Pablo. And, yeah, I've been watching so much Ash vs. Evil Dead lately, and it's so good. And I'm just so happy. And I cannot wait for this game, on all honesty. Um I don't know when it's coming sometime this year, hopefully, but yeah, I really just want to fucking play some. Yeah. It's, it's there. almost, it's, it's top of my list right now. Like, if yeah, play, like that and resident evil. I'm just like mm. buzzed for so hard. hundred percent. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is great news. Like you say, they seem to be ticking all the boxes of like what evil dead fans want. Um, and I, yeah, I can't, I can't, I could be happy with this. Like I say, I would love for, um, uh, oh, Ruby to be involved as well. Kind of, that would be awesome. Um, mm so yeah yeah we, we i don't want to get greedy though like we, we, we got we got the main ones <laughs> nah, let's get greedy we're at the time the, the game's not out yet this is now's the time for like the crazy demands and then once the game comes out then we can be more realistic um but yeah great news uh of course um but yeah moving on this next one's pretty cool actually it's like kind of an announcement of a movie that we thought we were going to see last year like a bunch of movies um which is coming to a streaming platform um so it's not one of the ones that was top of our list but it was one that i was very intrigued by certainly by the trailer um i don't know if you remember this one uh the woman in the window um which was originally coming out in may last year um it is kind of it's a 20th century studios film which of course disney now owns and kind of the whole reshuffling of that was already a a problem in itself um let alone with the pandemic going on and it was going to get a theatrical release at the time um obviously got pulled and it was it was one that never got another date similar to like malignant which we still don't have a date for even though we know it's coming as part of that crazy hbo max thing with warner um we still don't have a release date for malignant which is pretty insane it actually got rated the other day as well i didn't put that in the news but yeah it, it got rated so it's obviously the final cut is out there and has and has got all that sort of stuff but yeah mm. still no release date um but this one women in the window um has been acquired by netflix um so that's pretty cool was um, this the one that that i kind of uh it it, it sounded like copycat the film uh, copycat was I don't, the I don't, i've not seen copycat but is that about the person who can't go outside basically <laughs> correct correct yeah that is <clears throat> yes um yeah it's it's rear window it's very much these kind of yeah character is is it agoraphobic um Uh, leave the house um and yeah kind of sees some stuff going on with a pretty cool cast it was a really fun trailer as well like it was definitely like you know you've heard that premise a million times but Mm -hmm. actually seeing the trailer i was like oh this looks fun um you know not massively horror more of a thriller i guess but whatever it looks cool um and yeah, coming to Netflix. And yeah, just off the back of this, this was kind of announced. And a few days later, Netflix have released this pretty cool kind of hype video for 2021. Um, mm. Which uh, did you see this? This came out, I think, today. Mm. Um, where basically their their kind of goal is to release an original film every single week on Netflix this year. Um, 
Yeah, and so obviously that's not just horror stuff. There's plenty of non-genre stuff in there as well. They're kind of usual Netflix, kind of like teen dramas and all that stuff. But there's a lot of horror in there. There was obviously this was featured in it. Um, there was the Fear Street as well, the kind of trilogy of, of uh, films based oh, yeah. on the R.L. Stein books. Yeah, so that's still coming to Netflix. Cause remember we Man. talked about it last year where it basically leaked that they're, they're basically there was like a summer of horror type thing that was, that was supposedly going to happen on Netflix. Um, and it seems like this is part of that as well because if they've got this if they've got fear street they've got some other stuff and potentially if they could have stranger things ready for the summer as well oh, uh, could you imagine awesome so yeah like i think netflix is we, we talked about it kind of uh, in a year in stuff didn't we how like netflix have actually done some really good stuff and we haven't been covering as much of the stuff as we probably want to um mm. i'm definitely gonna not gonna make, make that same mistake again this year because they're releasing a lot of stuff and i'm gonna try and check out as much of it as possible um and yeah, starting with this one or whenever it comes out, I'm very much excited for it. Um, and yeah, this next one is a really weird news story. Um, I just kind of want to put this in here to like put this film back on our radar because so there's the new take on Wrong Tan, um, which we heard about God knows when, a very mm. long time ago. And <clears throat> I think it was initially called Wrong Turn The Foundation, um, but they seem to have kind of dropped that and just got just going with Wrong Turn now. Um, so I don't know if it's obviously a remake of the original movie. Um, but this, this got rated again a very long time ago, never got any sort of release date or anything, but they've kind of, there's been like clips released. Um, it's kind of weird cause IGN seemed to be debuting the, the clips for this movie, okay. um, which is not really a, a kind of a website associated with a horror film. Um, so mm. it's a weird one, but yeah, they keep releasing these small clips and like you say, it's been rated. There's posters out there now. There's images. There isn't necessarily a full trailer yet. Um, but apparently it says as part of the article, um, the, it, this is headed to theaters for one night only, um, January 26th. So I don't know what the hell that means. You know, what, what are theaters at this point? They're only a mythical creature in my mind. Um, I remember cinema. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but at least that means that we're getting close to this being released. Like if it comes out digital or something, cause this is obviously something that we want to see. Um, yeah, I think this could out. be, I think this could be fun. Like just hmm. this over the top thing, like, I enjoyed most of the wrong turn movies, mm. like you know, and and in particular, you know, the first few, yeah, um, you know, and and so yeah, a return to form for that. It, it could be really fun. It's just this B horror movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm for sure ready to check this out. Yeah, so hopefully, like in the next couple of months, that will be one that we'll get to see. Um, and then yeah, lastly, I just kind of chuck this one here because. Any sort of updates to do with St. Maud and its wider release, I do want to talk about. And I am worried about people kind of getting oversaturated with this movie because for when we saw St. Maud, and obviously we loved it so much, it was very much like we knew pretty much nothing going in, right? It was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, here's a movie, it's at the cinema, and we watched it. So, like, I don't want people to be kind of overly hyped when they eventually get to it. Um, And it's crazy because sometimes that can happen. But there's something like The Lighthouse, for example. We saw that way delayed, and and, and that wasn't, you know, a a victim of being overhyped at all. Um, This movie's not being overhyped. No, I, I'm just worried about us constantly being like, you guys need to see it, you guys need to see it, and then eventually see it, and they'll be like, well, it was a good, but it's not, you know, the, the, the next second coming of Christ. And it's like, well, you know, it's still a great film. But either way, obviously, we got to see it last year. The US has had to wait. Um, but Deadline have been reporting as of today that it's supposedly coming to theaters in a limited release on January 29th. Um, so I'm assuming that's still a 24 attached to it because obviously they kind of are attached to it in the U S they weren't attached to it in the UK. I think it was studio canal if I'm right. Um, mm who kind of distributed it over here. Um, but yeah, hopefully you guys will get to see it soon. And obviously we talked about how the Blu-ray comes out in yeah, uh, UK and Feb, Feb. So <laughs> yes, um, with the commentary and all that stuff. So yeah, cannot wait to rewatch this film and hopefully people outside of the UK. I have will my pre-order ready to go. Nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, look forward to that one. Um, but yeah, that is pretty much it for this week. Not a huge amount of news. Um, shall we get into this week's film? Do it. Let's talk about Hunter Hunter. So yeah, this was like actually a really interesting one in terms of the setup for it, um, because yeah, we probably, I'm pretty sure we haven't talked about this on the show. Um, 
and with with good reason because this is one that i knew almost nothing about going in um it's something that i've wanted to do more for the show i think we did, talked about did we speak about it on air or off air last week i, I can't think that remember. was like the first time mm. that we spoke about it yeah so basically last week we got to the point where we were like okay what are we going to talk about next week and yeah we have our few kind of usual films on the backlog when there's n- no kind of big new releases um and yeah something that i've wanted to do for a while is just see a film that i know pretty much nothing about um and Welcome so this is my world yeah exactly um and so I, i'm always worried about doing that but it is also exciting to be like yeah just go into a film and, and not know anything about it so the reason why this was the movie that happened with is because over the christmas holidays i've kind of been looking up different horror films seeing what people liked over the course of the year and this one came out sort of end of december um and a lot of people were saying the same sorts of things where it was like, here's this horror movie. I really liked it. And I don't want people to know about it going in, just watch it. Um, which is always kind of like a, a hard barrier for entry for me because I very mm. much like to know a, a little bit about the film going in. Mm. Uh, you know, like what type of subgenre it is, potentially who's in it, maybe even watch a trailer. Um, but the idea of just knowing nothing is also exciting. Um, and then, yeah, the other thing was kind of Mike Flanagan tweeting about this movie. Um, so I have his tweet here, which is kind of from end of December, um, where he said, just watched Hunter Hunter. And man, I was not prepared for that. Very, very well done across the board. But yikes, don't let anyone spoil it for you. Excellent movie, but not for the faint hearted. Um, Devin Sawa, you could have warned me. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of like one of the main tweets I saw. And I was like, OK, this has grabbed my attention. Um, I kind of want to see this now. And so, yeah. Yeah, I went in and obviously I've seen this movie at this point knowing I knew the- <laughs> I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the title. I knew Devin Sauer was in it based upon this tweet from Mike Flanagan. And I knew it was a horror film. Um, I didn't know the plot. I, I had not seen a single image from this movie, let alone a trailer. Um, I, I think this is the least prepared I've ever been for a film on the show. Um, and that alone was very exciting to me. I'm sure that's something that you've experienced many times. <laughs> I I'm always... I, w- I would say over-prepared. So this was probably um, just another film for you, right? It was probably about as prepared as you were for, like, Possessor last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was exciting for me personally. I would say um, more so because we spoke about it last week. Right. In my mind. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, let's actually get into this movie. I mean, what what is it about? Yeah, I would, I would say as well that, that obviously... Um, the tweet saying that like uh, avoid everything about this movie. Mm. I don't. I don't think that's as necessary as what he said. I think you could know what this movie is about. And that's I'm glad you said world. that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I did want to quickly interject because yeah, there was another article on Bloody Disgusting I'd seen prior to this where it basically said that they posted this at the end of December and I'd kind of favoured it until after watching mm. the movie. Uh, and they said mega spoiler warning. And it was basically a small trailer for the film. And it says like it cannot be overstated how much of a spoiler this is and the trailer. Um, and it says not because it shows anything spoilery, which is a weird thing <laughs> to say, but because it consciously sets you up for a shocking finale. And I was kind of like, uh, and I read this after watching the film and i was like okay that's weird and i saw and i clicked this trailer and i've now watched this trailer and again it's not spoilery this is coming from someone who is very much conscious of spoilers and and yes it definitely sets you up for oh my god there's a crazy thing at the end of the film which again you could consider a spoiler but like that is not to me a spoiler it doesn't say anything to do with plot or anything or like twists or turns or anything like that it just basically says well it's got a crazy ending and it's like well that that to me is not spoiler yeah that's what Um, a lot of horror movies advertise itself as as well hmm. like yeah. you can you can take it or leave it like there have been so many horror movies that i've seen that advertise like a big ending that just isn't um yeah and we'll get into this one at some point but yeah i mm. think um <clears throat> yeah like i talk a lot about you know when, when i synopsize the movies about cutting things off early i'm i'm not i'm not like worried about synopsizing this do you know what no. i mean like i don't think that's a spoiler um no definitely not so yeah obviously yeah going into this movie i knew nothing but i don't think that's you know the end of the world if you if you do find out more and and yeah the, the, this movie is um <clears throat> about a guy called joseph and his um his family and um it's his wife and daughter and they live completely in the wilderness they um <clears throat> it's, it's a really interesting juxtaposition at times because they live in the wilderness completely removed from society but they don't live hundreds and hundreds of miles away they can drive mm-hmm. to a town and they and they do have communication with a town but they choose to pretty much live in wilderness and they they survive through 
through the land so they 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 grow food and they catch animals and they they eat the animals and they sell their pelts and that's effectively how they live their lives and, <clears throat> and kind of when we um start this movie it's kind of towards the winter months and they're kind of struggling they are um kind of uh low on reserves low on kind of money and food and supplies and kind of um they they start to <clears throat> um realize that they're being threatened as well because of a uh uh kind of a, a rogue wolf that that is kind of hunting in the area and they're kind of very cautious of a kind of it attacking them and also be kind of messing up their own hunt and kind of traps and wildlife so it's kind of um we really get thrown into this family and kind of what it means to live in the wilderness and kind of like if you'd have said to me before that there's just like you know like we've watched uh you, you've seen the revenant with kind of yeah dicaprio in and kind of how this wolf kind of uh messes things up but that's very much that like he is screwed when the wolf comes along where this is a very different situation these are this is a very capable family hunting and yet one wolf does throw them into kind of some sort of disarray and kind of it just shows how difficult the world they are in and the world they've kind of chose for themselves is. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of it. Kind of Joseph starts to, to go out and trying to try to hunt down this wolf. And that's kind of where, where, where the plot kind of develops and, and we get more, more kind of uh, sinister uh, undertones after that. Mm. <clears throat> but yeah, I think, I think that kind of sets things up to us to have a discussion um i think i think like we may have to go into spoiler at some point but it depends yeah. on you know where, where we where we go but but i think i think that's enough for now anyway yeah um yeah shall i go into my thoughts on this film yeah go for it um uh, um <laughs> please don't um unless it's water um it's not water bro <laughs> um i'm really annoyed this week um because like i said i was excited um based upon you know not knowing anything about this film and very much taking this kind of leap of faith that i wanted to do for a while and this pretty much was exactly what i was afraid would happen um again we like we get films that we don't like and that just happens you know it's always going to happen for the show but i think when it happens like this for me um and i really hope that you have different opinions which we'll get to um but for me i was so let down by this movie and i was let down by the way people were talking about this movie um because i was really expecting something cool and expecting something different or shocking <clears throat> Or, you know, not run of the mill. Like, I think when you get kind of 10 minutes into the movie, it's what you've just described, where it's like, okay, there's a family in the wilderness, they're being attacked by a wolf. Okay, that's the basic setup. And I'm like, when is it going to flip on its head? When is it going to be this crazy thing that's got these, you know, people like Mike Flanagan talking about it? Like, when is the movie that everyone's gassed about going to start? Um, and that didn't happen for about a hundred, about yeah, an hour and 20 minutes for me um, until the ending, um, which definitely had some crazy stuff, which we can get to, but it just wasn't enough because at that point I just didn't care. Like I'd already watched 80 minutes of pretty dull stuff um, with the occasional scene or two that, that kind of had something interesting. Um, there's definitely a couple of scenes in the film that kind of save it from being just like a complete bore fest for me, but like overall, so i was really really bored like the first 10 20 minutes even getting to 30 minutes in i was kind of like man this is so boring and i think i would have i would have definitely switched off if it wasn't for the podcast um it didn't pass that threshold for me of being entertaining or exciting enough to keep me engaged um and having now seen the entire movie that would have been a wise choice um because the preceding hour that followed it wasn't worth it either um so yeah i, I was just really disappointed with this and again it's not one that is kind of i think deserves too much discussion in terms of like why did i not like it um because it's just really boring and i think that's something that like, we've talked about time and time again is like like the worst thing you can say about a movie is that it just 
bored you and it's not really any fundamental thing it's not like it's really poorly directed or there's like a terrible actor or the plot makes no sense it was just it was a very basic setup of this family being hunted by a wolf with some a few very minor things thrown in to keep you entertained but i just didn't find any of it interesting especially that the side stuff as well like there's other characters in this movie there's like a police kind of um presence and there's like a side plot going on with them that kind of tie into the main plot towards the end and i didn't find any of those scenes interesting either i was just this was a painful one for me to get through i paused and was like looking at the clock multiple times getting through this one um so yeah i did not have a good time watching this one unfortunately um what what did you make of it i liked it (laughs) um (laughs) is this gonna be upgrade (laughs) i didn't (laughs) no i I, it's a weird one because Mm. everything you said i agree with um but you said you like boring films was, <laughs> yeah like it's, it's strange because um there is some stuff it, in there there's some family it, stuff which i think could work really well yeah like i i yeah like i don't love this movie but i do like this movie i i i wasn't like it's weird because um like you said the movie starts it sets things up and I just really enjoyed like the this kind of weird set of characters, this weird family dynamic that they created. This fact that this family is just choosing to live in this struggle, and the fact that they are they're not that far removed away from society, but they choose to just completely isolate themselves, and like they kind of fuck mm. themselves because all all they had to do was just move into town like wolf wolf is messing around let's just go to town and like she even picks up like a brochure Mm. to like we just need to buy a house like we need to send our kid to school we need to just have a normal life but like he's like no i'm I'm all about this hunting game and like like, why though um, like i feel like did they ever give a reason for that well no and then i and then i think that's where this movie i think i think there were there was one thing that kind of frustrated me more than anything and it's kind of our you know our lead character in the opening part of the movie joseph is kind of he is on a mission and he just decides not to tell his wife anything and and that really that really just annoyed me where it just got to the point that he he was just on his own agenda and not working with her and i kind of thought like it, the 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 camaraderie of them at the beginning was kind of like they are in this together and then he suddenly just goes off on his own kind of rogue campaign mm-hmm. um but for some reason this movie just kept me interested like um i i planned to watch this over kind of two sittings and i ended up watching it in one because because i was just kind of like I knew what was going to happen, but I was still just excited to wait for it to happen. Like you get to a point that, that you know, again, like skirting around spoilers, and I, I, this isn't a spoiler, but there is kind of like a moment that a, a discovery is made, and it kind of makes a very you you, you know where the movie's mm. going at that point. It takes it takes a different turn from the from the the initial synopsis that I've set up, and kind of once that gets once that happens. You, you kind of know where the movie's going to go. And then, then a couple of more things happen. And again, you know what certain characters are very early on and what's going to happen. And you, you're waiting for it to kick off. And it got to a point that we were... Um, and again, I hope I'm staying away from spoilers here, but we were in the final act of the movie and things have kicked off. And I, and I sat there and I was kind of like, I feel cheated and disappointed because... I kept with the movie and I, and I was engaged and then we got to the final act and it was un it was it was very anticlimactic like it just it happened and and what I kind of thought would happen happened and then it had like a a, a final big flourish and I can see why that final flourish got people talking about it because it 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 kicked me in the teeth like I I thought um I thought the movie had had done its big kind of reveal and i was very disappointed by that and then it kicked me in the teeth and i was like jesus christ i was not expecting that but but that doesn't fully redeem itself and i think for me like i think i was lucky to get Mm. through it in in the way i did but i can completely see how you kind of you know got through it your way and was frustrated by it um i wasn't necessarily caught up in the the flanagan hype and the hype that this would be an incredible movie i just kind of took this as a movie 
like like I do pretty much any other week where I slap it on and don't give it much more thought, um, especially in this recent world. And I just kind of slapped it on. And like I say, it, it kept my interest to the end. Um, and, and, and it's such a weird one because if like, if I'd have paused this movie about 10 minutes before the ending, I'd have been extremely pissed off. But, but then because it has this batshit crazy ending and because it kept me interested to the point of that ending, I, I came out of it enjoying it. Do you you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas actually when I look at it, I kind of think, well, actually most of this movie is kind of a bit slow burn. And if if you switched off from it, you'd have been extremely disappointed and annoyed by it. And and even if even if the ending is ten out of ten, it doesn't it doesn't kind of redeem itself. Um, but yeah, for mm. me, I was just along for the ride. And also, like um, just just to see a John Connor pop up is always is always good for me. Like like yeah. it always makes me I like happy. both those actors. <laughs> and it was it was kind of cool seeing both of them in a different. Yeah, film I haven't seen that because, other guy yeah. since like Final Destination. Like what's yeah, like exactly. I haven't seen him for years. Yeah, no, Devin Sauer. I think we we discussed with the news late last year how he's going to be in that upcoming Black Friday movie with Bruce Campbell, mm. um, and that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, like that was it was definitely cool to see him and like see him as an older man now because in my mind he's still this like young teen that he is in idle mm. hands and that's like what 15 20 years ago now um yeah. so to see him as like an older kind of grizzled man in charge of this family was cool um mm. but yeah i just i don't know like I, I was always just waiting for this movie to begin like i say of it was it, it got to the setup it was like okay there's this wolf terrorizing them and then there's kind of like an early reveal which again i guess we won't spoil even though it's super early but it's very much like here's when the horror bit starts here's some dead bodies um and it's kind of like okay like shit's happening now and it was from that point where i really wanted the movie because there was probably about an hour left at that point and i was like okay you've kind of you've even though it's been really slow and pretty boring to me you've at least established who this family is um what they call what what's gonna happen but it was the next hour i just wanted it to kick into that gear and i wanted it to like give me cool mm. stuff and it just i don't know it just took way too long and like say and it, even though they added it, element it, later on it just took too long to get there for me it it felt like the movie was trying to be a little bit of a whodunit mm. yeah sort of thing but but it was like there are there are effectively five characters in this movie you know that they're all six there's like two cops three family and, and mm. one other person and it's like it's you know th- there is no who done it within it like it, it's very clear mm. who did it and like so, so yeah i think it would have been better if we'd have just seen more earlier on and like yeah again like i'm trying not to go too into spoiler but like there are certain things that happen in this movie they they set up certain characters that kind of um you know, disappear for big chunks of the movie. And then there's no real answer as to what happens to them. Kind of, um, again, like, I, I hope it's not spoilery, but kind of, you know, John 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 Connor's character, was it Nick Stahl? Yeah. Kind of when, when he comes into the movie, his introduction was very strange. Like, I had no idea, like, what had happened to him and kind of, um, you know, why, why he kind of gets thrown in the moment he does. And I kind of found that throughout. Like I said, kind of... I, I I did pretty much kind of like pause the movie kind of about 10 or 15 minutes before the end when things had kind of started to kick off. And I was because I paused it because I was really disappointed. And like I was I was pissed off at that point. And then, like I said, because the movie goes like crazy towards the end, it did kind of redeem itself a bit for me. But like it was it was very by the numbers what i expected and kind of um you know disappointing up to that point and i kind of felt frustrated that i that that i had been in it because you were clearly not in it whereas like i i was in it and then it got to the the big kind of crescendo and it didn't it wasn't exciting and then it had an aftermath you Mm. know what i mean like it's so difficult to kind of talk about it without spoilers but like this movie has a finale in my mind and then kind of it has like an aftermath that is kind of the 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 thing that everyone is excited about and i think kind of you know if you take that aftermath out of the movie i think this movie is just so by the numbers and and actually when you strip it back like i said the fact that it kept me engaged like i would have felt cheated um but yeah, because it has that aftermath, I feel less cheated, but, but still like, um, it's, you know, 
it's just I felt like it needed to, you know if it had done more in in the middle the middle part of it where we'd have had kind of a little bit more of a reveal earlier on um about people's motives and therefore we could have had a little bit more action because this movie is a very mm. slow burn you know an an hour and you know maybe an hour and 10 minutes of this movie is literally them all being scared of one wolf mm. You know, whereas the park rangers are taking out grizzly bears left, right, and center. <laughs> I think <You> know? <laughs> I think that's where my biggest frustration about this movie came in is kind of like not knowing anything about it and just knowing that people were hyped. I had kind of mm. hoped that it was going to be one of these hidden gems, you know, that you throw on and just kind of immediately, yeah, it's and like it's not, that. yeah, it's like oh, it's not what you expect, and it does yeah. these different things. Whereas having now looked at this movie from an outside perspective, and had I done my usual due diligence and seen a poster and an image and read a very brief plot synopsis which would have been family lives in the wilderness they're being attacked by a wolf i would have known everything going in and then the movie that i got would have been exactly that (laughs) outside of one scene right at the end this movie is that you know it's it doesn't do anything crazy Mm. it's not switching up the formula i think the idea of people saying like go in and watch this movie completely blind and don't know anything about it it, i think is absolutely preposterous like it's it has a very brief and easy setup and that's exactly what the movie is and yes there's a crazy scene towards the end that like if you don't know is remotely coming which i didn't know was remotely coming i'm assuming you didn't know either um Mm. obviously it, it is impactful but it was weird, like, to get about that final scene. Like, I thought it was cool visually, um, but it very much reminded me of a point you made last year about how there's these certain horror films that have, like, a final image that they're trying to achieve. And, mm. you know, that's like, they jot it down, they make the image of it, and they're like, this is what we want to achieve. And then it's very much like, right, well, how do we retroactively backtrack um, to make our film fit this one image? And that is what it felt like to me of, like, oh, okay that's a cool image but it felt like man they they wasted like 20 minutes getting there just trying to write into the film how this would get there like is that is that how you felt about it yeah definitely definitely i think it's just kind of you know it is it is exactly that where you know that they they just yeah it it felt like there was a there was a storyboard where they had this final Mm -hmm. image and the, the final imagery is cool and it was shocking but um you know, you have to make a rest of the movie. And I think kind of, yeah, having, having now seen the whole movie, I I felt I I was engaged enough within maybe the first 70 minutes. And then by 80 minutes, I felt cheated, you know, because I felt like I I was engaged when I shouldn't have been because it it didn't do anything special. I was expecting, and like I said, maybe it was like, maybe I took like a slightly different view than you. Like you were almost jaded by the fact that there was, hype from other people so you were annoyed mm. early whereas whereas i almost kind of kept that anticipation that like okay like i can see that stuff's happening here and I, and I feel like it could build to something big and then and then it never built to something big until we had this final bit you know and and like i said I, you know we've talked i've talked about it a lot but that that final bit isn't enough to redeem the movie and and you know ultimately like i said 85 minutes in if i'd have paused this movie i'd have been pissed off yeah i i definitely um, think it's like it's a cool moment but i definitely think it's overrated in terms of that seems to be why people are saying the things they mm, are about this movie like that's the only yeah. thing that i can point to I think, as to why people were saying avoid think, everything about this going in and i don't think mm. it's that worthy because especially as a, as a kind of imagery of violence we talked about possessor last week yeah. and the violence in that movie was like way more effective than anything in this movie because you know obviously that movie's way better on every level but just like the way it was shot in that movie like like this was a more graphic image in a lot of ways in this film, but it, it didn't. I was kind of like, huh, that's that's weird, and then just kind of like didn't really feel much about it. It wasn't like oh, cringe-inducing or anything like that to me. Well, it, it didn't look real. No, I think that's the thing. Like Possessor, everything that was in Possessor, it looked like they literally kill people in that movie. Like it, it was, it was gross. Like it, it got to the point that I felt sick mm. because it looked too realistic. Whereas this felt like. Um, tales from the crypt yeah like like it was almost kind of funny yeah it was wasn't it you know um and and i I don't think that was their intention no that's what it looked like i don't think that's how Um, most people are reading it either but based upon their reactions to it 
No, but that's how it was for me. Because it felt like um, them trying think... to do like their moment of martyrs, and it just didn't work for I, me. <laughs> I, I think I think one of the biggest comparisons that I can bring to the table is Saint Maud. Yeah, where Saint Maud has a very a very kind of big finale, mm. and I, I don't want to go anywhere near spoilers on that movie, but it has a very big finale. Um, but that's not why it was our number two movie of the year. Mm. You know, it was it was that high on our list because of the journey to that finale. Whereas whereas this movie doesn't have a journey to that finale. Like I said, it kept me it kept me interested enough, but I I feel like that was just because I I, I really had the the hope mm. more than anything. And 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 like I said, it, it, you know, I I liked I I thought I thought I, I haven't. Do you know the 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 mum character, the female lead in this movie? Has she been in anything much? I don't know. Um, I didn't recognize her. No, but I thought I thought she was very good. Mm. Like, um, you know, she kind of she kind of takes over the reins of this of this movie, kind of part part of the way through, and it's kind of her and her daughter throughout because Joseph is kind of off hunting the wolf, and I think kind of um, when when she kind of does take the the reins as kind of our central focus of the lead, I thought I thought she was very good. I think the 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 daughter was, you know, I needed more from mm. her. Because, because she was very. Absent I was going to say that exact obviously... word. She was such an absent character to me. Of like, I almost forgot she was even part of the film. Yeah, yeah, and then kind of, you know, because Devon's off hunting the wolf, and because kind of Nick's character comes in very late, that they are, they are a little bit more secondary well, as well. So I think that the mother, you know, did did a real good job of holding this movie together, and I feel like the daughter needed to be a stronger. It was weird because it that. felt like they were setting it up for that. Like the early stuff of this movie is Joseph kind of teaching her the reins, and so it very much felt yeah, like I okay, really the final third it. of this movie is going to be her kicking ass and becoming mm. this strong woman. Um, and like you say, that just never happened. She just became a complete afterthought, which was weird to me. Um. But yeah, I mean, yeah, my overall, I guess, recommendation, like I couldn't recommend this for me personally, um, purely based upon how bored I was. I still think there's some cool stuff in there. I think definitely like the biggest shining point is the acting because I did enjoy everyone in it. And I almost wish there was more of certain characters, um, especially Devin, who, like you say, he does dissipate, disappear for a, a period of this movie. And I really yeah. didn't miss him um, on screen. So, But yeah, the acting was great. But yeah, overall, it was just too much wasted time this reminded me a lot of a few movies that we saw at fright fest last year um where it was kind of like just a lot of filler like this felt like this would make a sick 45 minute you know runtime <laughs> it was just like they stretched it as much as they possibly could and let's add this pointless subplot with the police that doesn't go anywhere it's just like and now okay thank god it's 90 minutes now we can stop adding stuff like that's what it felt like to me um but yeah i, I couldn't recommend it for that reason well, what would you be it, it it was strange because they they added the police stuff to add to the kind mm. of um drama of the finale and i think kind of like um uh yeah ho again like i i think i'm avoiding spoilers here but like it kind of has like a backwards position for a finale where where normally you're kind of um cheering on the police to, to mm. get there to, to help save the day whereas kind of like it has this backwards effect where you're like oh no please don't arrive yet we want yeah we want five more minutes of like what we've got going on mm. so like i think that was super interesting and i think like like that juxtaposition and compared to like most other movies is something that that the again is probably why people got excited but i just think there's you know i can see there's little parts of why people got excited but overall like um it you know it, it's not fantastic i think if you if you if you like a slow burn movie then then this does have a payoff and i think it it, it could be worthwhile but yeah it, it it's a very kind of you know limp recommendation <laughs> <laughs> yeah i very much uh, it's the second week of jan and i don't want to be too harsh on films <laughs> yeah exactly like i haven't like i saw a good film last yeah. week and this film didn't piss me <laughs> off so like i'm still not in, i'm still not in a bad place come talk to me in march well, that's good yeah because <laughs> i want to keep you there as much as possible so i'm glad you yeah. at least had time yeah, good like to I'm, say. I'm not i'm not i'm not handling my my kind of resignation just yet i'll take the bullets <laughs> on this one of uh not liking it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um but yeah, that was yeah. Like when when I start to get super pissed off, that's when we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be the Wes Craven weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was our discussion of Hunter Hunter. We would take a short break, and we will be right back. 
but yeah that is pretty much it for another week um i think i've pretty much only been watching sort of ash versus evil dead that's worth talking about um which we seem to talk about every week and why not because it deserves it um but yeah i finished season two now can't wait to start season three um season two was like so much better than i remember um in my mind uh, having only seen them all once i was very much like one and three were my favorites but like two might be the best (laughs) it's so good like all the possessed car stuff and then obviously going like the time travel going back to the cabin um the ted raimi stuff like he's amazing as chet and then him playing henrietta as well in the final few episodes is incredible um and all of that stuff like bringing back the the cheryl character as well like they just do such a good job of tying it to that original i think i think it's the 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 pablo being possessed yeah, sort stuff, of stuff yeah. that that yeah. down. but it's not it's nowhere near um, as prevalent yeah. as i remembered in my head i guess no no it's only kind of like in, in like an episode and a half maybe but like when he visits his uncle and all of that stuff but but definitely yeah like I think I think it just improves mm. upon itself. Like the, the asylum like, stuff as well. Like I said last week with the ashy slashy and all that. Like they did such a good job of making mm. it feel fresh and different to season one, which I just loved so much. Like it's just so good. I think now, like obviously, I'm gonna start season three soon. But it's one of those shows where it's not even worth comparing the seasons because it's just all great. You know, it's just all consistently great from start to finish. Um, and we're just so lucky that we got three seasons of this incredible mm. TV show. Um, it builds upon itself mm. though. I think that's what it does more than anything. Like, I think, um, you know, you, you get to where you are in season three because of season one yeah. and two. And, and there isn't like a waste, like it's this fun, like it's a weird thing because like a lot of shows are building towards a moment and it just does just that. Whereas Ash vs. Evil Dead is like this super fun thing every week that's just like this crazy thing. But then suddenly you get like eight episodes into a season and you realize that they've built this picture towards a bigger overarching mm. story. And I think that's why like it's it's so well done. Like it's so much better than it should yeah. ever have been and like we can like we will continue to talk about mm. it every week just because it's yeah. so great and it would never it would <laughs> never be overstated either that's the amazing thing about it like yeah. we could talk about it every week this year and we still wouldn't be giving it the kind of justice it deserves within the horror community no. i will only i will only stop talking about it when the horror community <laughs> talks about it yeah as much as they should. exactly like it will just forever <laughs> be underrated but the people that know they fucking know that this shit is the best and yeah, like if you're for some unknown reason someone who's still listening to the podcast who likes Evil Dead who hasn't watched the show, like please just watch it. Um, for your own sake, because you will absolutely love it. And like I need to like watch the films more now because I'm just such a huge fan of Ash vs. Evil Dead that I'm like, Can I even watch the nah, films? No <laughs> Do you just know what I mean? Like I love them that much now that I'm like, is this my favorite Evil Dead? Like I talk about it all the time. And when I think of Evil Dead, I think of this ash williams with with kelly and pablo mm. like i don't think about like young ash anymore well the um, thing is I, I i said to you a long while ago that like we we got three seasons of what was it 20 minutes mm. so you know we, 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 we're getting like yeah. what, what 12 15 hours worth of ash versus evil dead mm. versus five yeah, five or six insane. hours of the films like so the proportion yeah. now has shifted and yeah for me um it, it it is you know it's just a continuation of this brilliant thing and like i i watch ash versus evil dead with more joy than i watch the original trilogy mm-hmm. i don't know whether that's because i've seen the original trilogy more but like last year i watched all of evil dead and i think kind of you know you have to take the remake aside like it's a masterpiece but it's a completely mm-hmm. separate thing but the the bruce campbell evil dead um really does just just grow into its own with ash versus evil dead it's so good yeah it's absolutely incredible so yeah i cannot wait yeah. to to rewatch season three coming soon um but yeah that's pretty much all i've been watching have you been watching anything lately i'm sick and tired of you talking about the same thing over and over again <laughs> like if there's one thing I've... <laughs> oh my god i know where this is going <laughs> talk about the same thing you bastard you bastard <laughs> so this week I watched... what have you been watching i watched the film well go on um, I don't know whether many people would have seen this film, and right. I certainly don't think I've spoken about. Oh, is it, it like a hidden gem? Yeah, but, oh, is it, is but it I know the new microwave massacre. It's worth people. You know, if you've not seen it before, you've probably not heard of it. But just take a punt. Mm. All right, it's a sequel, but I still think just take a punt on it. Right. Um, I I watched Terminator Two. All right. 
So that's a sequel um, to Terminator, right? It's a sequel to Terminator. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong, Terminator, 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, but T2, it, it doesn't even... There's no scale for T2. <laughs> um, there is no scale. Yeah, um, Yeah. I, I decided to buy the movie <laughs> on 4K. Yeah. Uh, I watched it in 4K. You're going to fall it, into that 4K life lately. I'm going deep into that 4K <laughs> life. Yeah, yeah. If we thought uh, the Blu-ray edition was bad, like the 4K stuff is just on another level. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> uh, just as a side note, I do have Dawn of the Dead sat there in 4K <laughs> in all of its second sight goodness, and I can't wait to get into it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lord yeah. I sorry. That Lord of the Rings goodness as well. I got that Lord of the Rings as well. I have. <laughs> I'm so I have jealous. Well. I really want to see that. Uh, okay, Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's ridiculous. I have. I have watched one of those <laughs> movies. It's a joke. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah just seeing t2 like that and also just watching kind of the um it you know it, it had some really good kind of uh retrospective kind of um uh documentaries on there that i hadn't seen before and kind of hearing you know james cameron and kind of schwarzenegger and uh um drawing a blank on his name but the the, the actor that plays john connor kind of um talking about these movies kind of 10 20 or oh, it was about 20 years post the movie right. coming out you know was was um was something that i've not seen and was was really good to see and kind of a really fun feature as well you know for someone you know all, all joking aside someone that kind of you know watches terminator 2 on a very very frequent basis but but to get something extra it is a good time man yeah so like like and all, never... all joking aside, obviously we've seen this movie like millions of times over the years. So like we mm. all, all the way from video to on TV, we've been yeah. lucky enough to see it at the cinema, and we've seen it on Blu-ray multiple times. What 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 does the 4K version bring to the table? Is it noticeably different to the Blu-ray, or is it just still nice but not really that different? I I really think 4K adds a different element to to these movies um you know haven't having just kind of got into it now and kind of watching it in true 4k it's it's as close to the cinema experience mm-hmm. as i've ever had and like it's just that step up from blu-ray where it brings it closer it's not just the the visual it's mm-hmm. the audio um you know and, and in particular with the audio it was when i watched lord of the rings but 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 still with terminator as well and i think kind of um you know, it, it is just by far as close as you can get to that cinema experience. And like, especially kind of um, in a world right now where we can't go to the cinema and watch movies, the fact that I'm kind of experiencing 4K for the first time is kind of, you know, bringing me as close to that as I can. And I'm loving it. And that's probably why I'm going like as batshit crazy into it as I am, because like I'm craving <laughs> cinema and, and, and yeah, like this was as close to watching t2 as a cinema in in the cinema as, as i could get and i think kind of um you you have to pick the right movie for it because i think um there is no um sign of forgiveness in 4k like it the, the quality is so high the movie has to be a stellar movie and i think like um mm. you know scaling back to last week you know Tremors, you know that that movie was was so well made that it held up in that that 4K. Whereas, like, if it's something that that really does, you know, have some cracks in it, it will show. And I think kind of some of these modern movies that get made, you know, with the real dodgy CG, that's where 4K is going to rip that to shreds. Like, I can only mm. imagine. Like, I've been. I've been trying to get uh, uh, the classic movie. I don't know if people have heard of it. Uh, Ghostbusters um on 4k <laughs> uh in, 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 to get ready for ghostbusters afterlife and i keep does seeing the uh oh it does and i'm getting <laughs> it um but the problem is i keep getting the stupid uh most recent ghostbusters movie in 4k <laughs> pop up. and like i could not imagine watching that fucking movie in 4k yeah. like like the 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 cracks that would just like make that fall apart like watching it in 4k like the best way to watch the most recent ghostbusters movie is on vhs uh and unfortunately it never came out on vhs because it might stand a chance of looking like well, the best way to watch it is DVD. not watching it at all <laughs> correct 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 the second to that vhs mm. um but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm just having a good time with the 4K man. Like, and and, and do you know what? I, I'm I'm never going to stop talking about TT. No, that's fair enough. I think now is the perfect time for that as well. Of like, obviously, if people can do, is like everyone's at home right now. The cinema is um, 
only a dream at this point. So like, yeah, having these kind of 4K options at home is is wonderful. Um, and it's definitely something that I think if people can do, is definitely worth doing because, yeah, we've been, we've been on that kind of Blu-ray hype for a very long time. And I'm looking forward to watching stuff in 4K as well. Like, I cannot wait for it. Um, and I hope more kind of Arrow stuff as well. Like they seem to be going more in that way, which is cool. Um, mm. Getting those more releases out, like you say, with the, the Tremor stuff was great. Um, so yeah, I hope they have a big year. Like Arrow is one of those companies that, especially with the pandemic stuff as well like you say their their whole thing is like catering to the hardcore and catering to people watching films at home um which is mm. with and there's no better time than right now so like they need to just get the licenses pay whatever they are i know it could be obscene amounts but like get as many big movies out as possible because yeah we want to we want to buy them right now don't we <laughs> so yeah i think i think it's important to do it right though mm-hmm. because i think like for me like jumping into this 4k like um you know, I, I got Dawn of the Dead. I got Terminator mm-hmm. Two. Like, I'm I'm getting kind of the you know these big movies that are going to look phenomenal on it. And like, I like the fact that it is kind of this kind of boutique thing where it's kind of not every movie comes out in 4K. Mm-hmm. I um you know completely off topic to to the podcast, but I was looking for Titanic in mm-hmm. 4K because I was like that movie will look batshit after being on a James Cameron hype after T two. And, like, Titanic isn't available in 4K, at least not in the UK, you know. And I I like the fact that it is this more boutique-y thing, that, like, when these editions come out, when when Titanic does come out, like, it's going to be epic, and, like, I can't wait to see it. And, like, I think, like, looking at horror, like, the fact that Halloween got a big 4K kind of version of the original movie, like, that that's cool. Like, and it's cool that not everything is there, and, like... um, you know, it makes it more special when you do get the ones you love on that special crazy version. Well, that's the thing. Like, what? There's a lot of work that goes into it. Like, it's not just you know, mm. click this button and it is. Because, like, say with the arrow stuff, it's always like I remember yeah, reading. Uh, Peter Jackson got like heavily involved in the Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Stuff. You know, it wasn't just like they clicked a button and put a 4K version. He got back in front of those films and re-edited them for 4K. And that's what's so exciting. And yeah, we know the tr- like Arrow obviously do their due diligence and made a point of making mm. Tremors look incredible on 4K. I, I, I'm not fully aware of the Terminator stuff, but I know it was a big deal when it happened because obviously they released it in cinemas and stuff, didn't they? I think last year. I yeah. think James yeah, Cameron yeah. was involved in that overseeing for, t- for T2. Um, it, it got a massive re-release however it worked because it, it got you know it got the brand new um posters and the imagery and everything like the the arnold face in 4k was kind of like the imagery and everything yeah. so like that is a good point is that like it needs to be done right and it needs to be because yeah i didn't put it in the news um recently but i also saw robert rodriguez was quoted basically where he kind of leaked it ahead of time where he was talking about how he had recently been in the studio and overseen a 4k restoration of from dust till dawn um which hasn't right. been announced obviously at this point but he's basically said that it happened so it's gonna happen and i was like yeah that's awesome that you like get these filmmakers in front of these movies that they might not have seen for 20 years and they actually make a point to make it look the way they want to make it look i'm not gonna lie though i got excited there because i thought sin city (laughs) oh my god what would that look like if he got those types of movies are are weird right because they're sin city is so like full digital like i don't know if it'll make too much of a difference like it's weird yeah i don't know film, just everything film looks so much better like stuff that was shot on mm. film as opposed to the full digital yeah, stuff true. um but yeah i i can't wait like cause star wars is an interesting one like i don't we we've talked off air about the whole 4k star wars stuff and like i don't know mm. if a big deal was made about that in terms of restoring like all of these movies because i i obviously know when George no, was, like think... oversaw the special editions in the late 90s didn't he that was like yeah. the last time they did the kind of i think deal. that's the problem some some of these come out quite cheap yeah. because because I've, I've i've looked at the the harry potter yeah. one and i think that's the same where that feels like a reasonably basically the blu-ray like, oh, we're upset. 4K, yeah yeah, yeah. We, we've just chucked it out on 4k and like i still want to yeah. watch it but like because i love those movies but like it's it, yeah it's not like lord of the rings no. or or you know tremors or that sort of thing it hasn't had that care put into it i'm almost it is weird because you you do have to look into it like obviously for people like us that are super into it you can look and be like okay who's involved in it and like i love that arrow puts it in the booklet of like you know the director of photography looked over the restoration of that but for a lot of people mm. looking on the outside world you will just see like well 4k equals 4k and it's really not that simple at all um because you can easily get away with these things and like you say just kind of chuck them on and upscale them and yeah, don't do mm. a good job. Um, 
Yeah, it wasn't until I saw, like, I think there's like a five or six minute video on YouTube of Peter Jackson mm-hmm. talking about the Lord of the Rings restoration. And it wasn't until I saw that where I was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. he sat down in the editing room after, you know, however many years and redid these for 4K. Like, that's a big deal. And and I think kind of like those are the ones that need to be picked up and not necessarily the, the, the cheaper versions that come 100%, out. 100%, yeah. And, and by the way, they're not no. they're still they're all fucking. Incredible. I was going to say that the Star Wars one is an outrageous price, and I'm pretty sure they didn't get any yeah. the original people like on board. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I saw, there was this outrageous Marvel mm. one of all of the cinematic universe, and and it's it's an it's a, an atrocious cost, <laughs> and that that is literally just the Blu-rays put on a 4K yeah. disc. I'm almost certain. Like I haven't done the research on that, but I'm pretty sure. That's <laughs> yeah, <bad. laughs> I'm pretty sure as well. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll have more of those to talk about in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah that is pretty much it for this week um i am looking forward to wandavision this week if people are into their mcu stuff hopefully you guys check it out like Mm -hmm. we will be um i'm I'm so happy as well that they're kind of following that same model of the mandalorian of like every friday this is going to be a new episode out um because i think that just yeah it's gonna be cool like i hope it Mm. hits like that's the main thing like after a couple of episodes because i'm not that excited about it i'm just excited because a, it's Disney Plus TV, mm. which has been awesome so far, and B, like I love Marvel stuff. Yeah, like I'm pretty much yeah. there with you, but I'm on a uh, just on another level of like it's been nearly over eighteen months since since we had any MCU. This is the start. This is the official start of Phase Four, which I think is a big deal, and also like wandavision is just such a fucking weird looking show like i love that i don't know what the mm. hell to expect from it um and like i say like i i love the whole it just comes out on friday at any time so you're gonna watch it that day and you kind of look forward to that day of the week because you know you have that new episode of that show like i i love that and i think like the Definitely. netflix stuff was cool for a very long time but i also felt panicked a lot of the time like i remember when stranger things would come out and you'd be like well shit the whole season's out now so like i, I don't want to get it spoiled so i kind of have to force my way through it and i i remember last year like haunting of hill house mm. or not hill house blind man yeah where, um i i you know we knew we were doing a podcast on it yeah so i was like shit i've got to watch this entire thing now mm. in a week to do a podcast on it whereas like yeah the fact that like and you know we we loved event tv like the definition of event tv pre game of thrones and all of that was lost yeah and like my god that was a special time so like disney bringing that back potentially is fantastic well and the thing is i'm and again not to shit on netflix but i think it shows that you have to earn it and you have to deserve it because like american horror story for example comes out weekly mm. on tv i can't watch that show weekly i have to wait until it builds up so i can kind of power my through it and i love american mm. horror story but i don't think it's worth watching one a week and looking forward yeah. to it every single week whereas obviously mandalorian proved that yeah and you I would do mandalorian a disservice hmm. you would oh, do mandalorian a disservice watching it, oh, binge, imagine watching it. binge watching that season two and just being like watching all that in a day like your mm. brain couldn't focus on how incredible it is mm. like you have to give that a week between episodes um so yeah i hope that they continue that with the mcu stuff mm. sure. um but yeah but yeah i think i think in in this world though in 2021 we're still going to continue talking about uh you know the non-horror kind of you know now one division and and i will i will continue to watch terminator 2 every week that's fine i think i think i might um I, you know they've had the podcast where they rewatch stuff over and over again yeah. i think i might just rewatch t2 every week and then just give you a little, little just see like how far, what like at what point does it get to a point where you don't enjoy t2 anymore like is that possible to break the movie because i don't I think, think it is so. let's find out because because genuinely, I, I watched it this week, and I thought to myself, "Well, fuck! I, there's no point. I, there's no point in watching anything else for the podcast or anything else ever again because it's the greatest goddamn movie ever." <laughs> and like, you are broken. Yeah, I, I, you are completely. I, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know whether I'll, whenever I'll get past that. I don't think it'll ever happen. Mm. Yeah, like you know, up, upgrade two might be the only thing that does it. Right, he's mentioned upgrade. <laughs> now is the time to end the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, that was episode two hundred and thirty, where we discussed Hunter Hunter. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Through my veins and travels to my head, they said, You'll die soon enough anyway, shut up. I can't believe because I never could. How could I start that?